spanning the Valley of the Sun and all across the 48th state. This is the Gatos and Chad Show. Happy, happy Monday. It is uh, the Gators and Chad Show. It's this one over here. Hit this button right here. Bruce, who apparently has never been in a radio station. I haven't been on this side. Oh, is it different? <laughs> it's the exact same damn thing, dude. Really? Okay, oh, my sorry. Lord. Who's okay. James in for Gatos? Gatos is gone all week. We got rid of him. I'm all uh, kerfuffled. We know this. We knew this was going to happen, but it's it's uh, it's going to be awesome. So, Would you be nice? Gatos is definitely coming back, and I am merely keeping the seat warm for a couple days. So, yes, he'll be back next week, enjoying a much uh, not needed vacation, because that's pretty much what he lives, is a vacation. The work gets in, in the middle of his vacation. But, but listen, when you're great on your curve, though, a guy that has what about eleven jobs? Has anybody counted them yet? Maybe uh, twelve. Too many. Too many. You know, I mean, all of us are lazy and on vacation all the time compared uh, to you, Chad. Yeah, we should know that. Uh, we'll talk about the balloon. There's another balloon no. over the skies of America. But uh, the breaking news you heard at the, at the hour with uh, Becky Lynn. We've got uh, the basically they're trying to stop the zone from being cleaned up. Friday they filed the lawsuit. Today they're like, no, you guys still got to clean up the zone. Yeah, the, the lawsuit. The city of Phoenix uh, was looking for a. An injunction. Um, and basically, the way I understood it is they were arguing on a technicality that the judge in this case couldn't tell them how to spend taxpayer dollars. I'm, I'm, I'm breaking it down to the most minimal things. Oh, it should be. And, simple and easy. God knows that's how I need it. Uh, but uh, in the end, apparently the judge can tell them how to spend taxpayer dollars when it comes to cleaning up the zone. Yeah. Well, I mean. You spent time down there. We. It is. It is. It's awful. I mean, you just drew, you, you drove through Portland. Just drove through Portland. What was that like? It was interesting. Yeah. yeah. It was interesting. I, I'd heard all these stories about Portland. And, you know, I also, I have a, a place over in Southern California, so Santa Monica area. Yeah, so the same thing. I, I see a lot of it there. Um, I was not prepared for Portland. And here, how organized the homeless communities were. Yeah. Like, it looked like. Like when people go camping and they set their tents up night, tents up nightly. Like it was like that. They were in rows and things. I'm like, well, they've got like themselves. You know what they're doing in Portland? They have like a community. They're setting up tents. Mm -hmm. So homeless people don't have to be homeless. They could just go right into a tent. The the city's giving them tents. The city's just maybe that's what I saw. Like because they were like perfectly in line. But it's insane. And we're going to talk about Portland a little later. But but you you know you saw what it is. The zone is. The worst part of everything. You, it is dystopian. It is just everything about drugs, it. drugs, prostitution, mental illness, oh, so much mental illness. You know, dealers, everything. It, it needs to be cleaned up. And I always go back to this. You know what? It, it, this want Bruce to to be kind and and caring. It, it's a codependency kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And it's also very much a, oh, look how good we're doing. Look how great we're doing. You know this this virtue signaling. I have sympathy. I can have sympathy too, but okay. I also realize with drugs, and you know this, man, those people aren't getting off drugs. Probably not. No. And 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 you allowing them to destroy neighborhoods and destroy businesses and ruin stuff that isn't helping anybody, and it's not helping them. It is a downward cycle. No argument about. It. And but I, and I think. Uh, going off what you said, though, I think there are people who have, dare I say, genuine reasons for being homeless. Oh, yeah. Leg- really? Legitimate, legit, maybe legit we'll use reasons, the term. Yeah. And they get all kind of mixed in this mixer and lumped in together. And I think that's unfair. It is. But you, when you go down there and, you know, all the guys, we all went down there and you see what's down there. 
This isn't the person who lost a few jobs and is couch surfing one Down day. Down on their luck type this, thing. These are people who are mentally ill. Uh, some people are making just choices. They want to live ish off the grid, but drugs and mental illness. Which, how, do you, how do you deal with the mental illness? I mean, drugs is a choice. I, I, you know, I mean, yeah. the guy who's never done a drug in his life. Drugs are a choice. Yeah. Mental illness is not a choice. No, but, you know, your question is, which came first? Because these drugs are so horrific now. Mm. Is it the drug that caused the mental illness, or did people search mm-hmm. out because of mental illness? Either way, there needs to be a fix. But one thing you can't do is you can be as caring as you want to be, man, but you just can't let people crap in front of your business and destroy your livelihood. I don't disagree. And believe me, I, again, like I see this in Southern California a lot. Santa Monica, Venice area is Ugh. overrun. I look at it, and this isn't me trying to be a bleeding heart, but my only thing is, okay, great. I really don't want it here. I really wish it was cleaned up. But where are they going to go? That's like, uh, so, so now what? They're not going to suddenly stop being homeless. No, no. But it, it, it's like if they go to somebody else's backyard, am I supposed to be okay with it? No. The, and the thing is, is it's the not dealing with it in reality because the money is so massive nowadays. In you know, we always joked about, and I was to the homeless industrial complex. I saw a guy a couple weeks ago who was a congressman from California. I think he was a Democrat actually, and he said, and, and, and they were talking about two billion here, mm-hmm. three billion, and he looked and he said, "This is why it'll never be fixed. The money There's is too, too much big. money in it. Too much money in it now. Mm. Too much money in it. So it's become an issue." And when things become an issue, as we know with politicians, you don't want to let issue go. I can tell you this. If we declare a war on homelessness, I can guarantee homelessness will win. Absolutely. I get, win all in all the other wars, a war on, yeah, whatever it is you declare one wins. It's going gonna, it's gonna to win. Drugs have won is what we're saying. Yes. All right. Uh, there's another balloon apparently over Hawaii. We are monitoring oh, no. it right now. It could be Snoopy for all we know. It could be a <laughs> the, rainbow balloon. The Macy's parade. One of them got loose. Absolutely. Or it could be China. And if it's China, I expect it to come across the United States of America so we could shoot it down in South Carolina. How, how can China, if let, let's say it is, how can they not know the end game at this point? I don't think they care. The care, the caring is at this point in but time. But they can't be getting anything from it if we keep shooting them all down. Yeah, but we don't. Sh- Here's the thing. We didn't shoot that one down for like several days. Well, it like went all the way across. We yeah. shot it over the Atlantic. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And it started out over Alaska. Right. The right, Aleutian yeah. Islands. And it just kind of floated around. And they're like, we can't. <laughs> we jet- can't control it. Yeah. We we can't control it, and it was it was a this nightmare. This coming in from Hawaii, so we'll find a whole other weather pattern yes. and how it takes it across the yes. country. Yes, and how it's like, oh, because the the thing I loved about the last one, and it's silly, is the fact that they were so committed to their lie, China, that they fired their head out of their weather service <laughs> because they blamed the balloon on him. They were so committed. They're like, well, Zhang's yeah, got to go. go. He's like, I don't uh, know. He's like, why are you doing anything? It's not even a weather balloon. Yeah, it doesn't matter. So, you know, one of the things is we found through the, the leak, the the. Tishera, the, yeah. the kid who was kid, twenty one year old or whatever, well, it was a kid really yeah, in real life. He was a kid, yeah. right? Who was leaking sensitive documents? Some of those were like the literally the camera pictures of the last balloon and things like that. Like we had a lot of data, we knew what we were dealing with. Yes, but the problem is, is we said, well, they can't get anything, and then we find out later on. They were pushing everything back in real time. They were filming everything in real time. They went over some of our most sensitive areas, and they were sending everything back in real time. Isn't that what satellites do? 
Yes, but I think some of this is... Are is, they just like a cheap version of a satellite? Yeah, the low-hanging the low hanging satellite now is the thing that matters, that high-resolution... that high resolution, Because I saw a picture today of, in China of a new balloon that they say is this new kind of uh, submarine balloon. What? Yeah, it looks like a submarine. It's a trip. Like a tube. Yeah, it's... it's you know they're coming hard, and we, and so much of it is kind of. Why like, are they using balloons? Is what I don't understand. I thought we moved. Can. I thought we moved on past that. Well, obviously it worked. Oh, yeah. okay. <laughs> it's Bruce St. James. He's in for Gators. A lot of stuff to get to today. Uh, Penzone did something uh, that is hilarious, and I and I kind of feel sad that he went and did this, but he did it. We'll talk about that, and I want to talk about the shooting in uh, Texas this Ugh. weekend that was just insane. We'll talk about that as well. Uh, feel free to reach out to us uh, on the Twitter and everything. He's Bruce St. James in for Gatos uh, right here on the Gatos and Chad Show. This is the Gatos and Chad Show. So Mike Penzone decided, hey, seems like there's a lot of uh, noise here about the cartels kind of running everything and getting our politicians in all kinds of mess. So I'm going to do... They're all on the take. They're all, well, that's what I heard. They're not on the take. Apparently oh. none of it was real. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, he did an investigation, found out none of it was real. Well, that's a shocker. That is a shock. Now, in saying that, wasn't the Mesa uh, mayor, didn't he get popped for actually, or at least was really investigated for really being on the take, potentially? Not from the cartels. Yeah. Really? Yeah. So I missed that? I thought that, yeah. I thought there was some, but th- that was a long time ago. Oh, okay. Why could, hey, you know what? The cartels, they got a, they, they run a wide swath here, right? Yeah, but you, you are more. I, I like to think of myself as something of an expert on Mexican gangs and, and cartels. Yeah. I, you one up me on it, and I'm appreciative of this. So I'll ask the question Isn't there something along the lines of the cartels are not stupid? No. They don't become these $100 billion organizations. By being idiots. No, they don't. And they know they have to tread lightly in the United States because while they might be able to pay off the Mexican government, Chad, they are much more concerned about the FBI and the NSA coming after them. Yeah, that's th- their fear is that, and it's an understandable fear. I mean, if you think about the fact that we're in a position where, uh, and I heard uh, somebody was on Joe Rogan a couple months ago, it's, uh, and, and, uh, and he's a geopolitical guy, and he's, he's... I know the guy you're talking about. Long watched, hair, yes. very cool. He said, look... He's sharp as a tack. He, he said this, and, and I remember it dist- distinctly, he said... It's not going to become an issue to white girls named Becky start getting killed by cartel members in Phoenix. Seriously. And, and he said that. And I said, wow, that's and that's just it. They when I was down at the border, I've been down at McAllen on several occasions and they've all said the same thing. The, the respect they have in many cases on the other side of knowing, hey, if you cross this line, yeah, that the, the view of America Americans, changes. You attack American law enforcement. Yes. Like the military mm-hmm. shows up and they yeah. don't want that. You know, I have a um, a friend who's a uh, works at Phoenix police. I won't even give away his rank. He's up there. He's detective now. And he works in kidnappings. And I'm like, kidnappings? Are there a bunch of kidnappings going on? He goes, every day. And I go, there are? And he goes, you don't care about them and you don't know about it because it's Mexican nationals kidnapping Mexican nationals and it's all around the gang world. Yeah. He goes, we deal with this constantly. You know, one of I the, go, really? That, that guy talked about, the, you go look at the violence in America through gang violence, they've decimated the black gangs. The cartels oh, have yeah. des- in America, they've destroyed the black gangs in America. Took them off America. the street. Took them, so it, it's one of those things though, but like you said, 
We don't care about it because if it's a bad person, it's like the mobs, right? If the bad person's killing a bad person, who eh, lost in this deal? That's exactly the way people look at it. But when white girls named Becky is what he said, start dying on the streets of Phoenix or somebody's execution style. But the cartels know this again, not stupid. So they stay away. They don't. It's bad for business. And I would think that them. The reason why I thought the whole cartel is buying the legend is ridiculous. Only I didn't think, boy, we don't have corrupt politicians who wouldn't take their money. I just thought the cartels are too smart to go down this path because it brings too much heat. Yeah, yeah. So bad for business. The heat they don't want. That's the heat. It's like the old mob, right? Like the old mob kept everything inside. You there keep it inside code. the family. There's a code. A and code. You keep it in the family. And when you keep it in the family, man... Everybody's like, oh, well, he didn't hurt me, so I don't care, right? Like, let it go. You know, he shot Jimmy Knuckles. Well, Jimmy Knuckles already <laughs> killed eight guys, so we don't care. Jimmy Speaking of the Knuckles. heat, uh, first 100-degree heat yesterday. Oh, finally. I got sunburned. I took Charlie swimming for five hours because I thought that's a smart thing to do. I don't care what I put on. It it's doesn't matter. 90, 90 proof. I could wear... You have a very fair skin. I am a You're very fair skin. You're practically opaque. Yes, I am. I can haunt a house. <laughs> but I got sunburned. You went hiking. I went hiking. I did about two hours yesterday up there by Broadway Cave. I live out in... Uh, you live in the Valley of the Dirt, people. I don't know what we're going to call Apache Junction where I live. Valley of the Dust people. I mean, I'm out there like by where the Renaissance festival is held, you know, way out there. The LARPers. And there is a, uh, the Broadway cave is up there. There's literally a big cave up on the side of of the superstitions. And uh, I was out hiking. I did about two hours yesterday. But when it turns 100, we used to call it when the, the ice breaks on the Salt River. Yeah. Right. So the ice finally broke on the Salt River. We hit 100. So I was like, it's finally warm enough to go hiking. And you I go, love it. Were there people out there? This Not shows, a lot, surprisingly enough. This is the type of year where I love to golf, right? I took Friday off, and uh, you're kind enough to fill in. And I went, and uh, I did some stuff to do because we're getting ready to move houses. But then I went golfing. Smack and I will tell you, yeah. it was like 97 degrees. They're gone. I was the only one on the golf course. The, 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 the snowbirds are gone. We can make fun of them right now. They can't hear us. They can't hear us. They've packed up their Lincoln Town car. They are back <laughs> in South Dakota. <laughs> right? so awesome. They're in Minnesota already. You wave bye to them. You're like, I may not see you again. Bye. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, literally. So, uh, but this is also the time of year where they, they, they start saying we're going to have to close the trails. This is ridiculous. Yeah. This is ridiculous. First off, you're not closing my, you can't close the desert by my house. I refuse to accept that it's closed. And my goal every year, and I know, I, I think Stevie Z can, can vouch for this for me because we've known each other a long time and, and Pablo over there. My goal is to go hiking on the hottest day of the year every year. I, I, I went hiking when it was 122. Yeah. It, it almost did kill me. I'm not going to lie. I got into a wash. I was. I got down into a low level, and I had trouble breathing. There was the air was so thin. I was having trouble getting oxygen. I was like, I need to get up a little bit more. I was. I had to climb out of it. I I, I, my goal is always to golf. Like it's 118, and I was. I was always me and some weird old guy. Yeah. Right. He's wearing the the hat with the long flaps behind the oh, uh, thing. Yeah. The flaps on the back. Yeah. No, Steve, I'm not the old guy. So shut up. <laughs> That's exactly what I said off the air. I said he probably says the same thing about yeah. Chad. It's me and some Chad, weird old guy. Some weird old guy <laughs> who's as pasty as the day is long. Who doesn't have enough sense to wear a hat with a flap on the back of his so, No, but I put. You know what's funny is I put so much sunscreen. I never have the problem when I'm golfing, but swimming yesterday. So do they close the they they, they want to close some of these places, Chad. And do. you know who I blame? I, I, Out of state tourist. I, but and I blame the concierge at the Phoenician in the Biltmore because they got these people that come from Germany, yes, or Minnesota, right? And they go to the concierge and go, so what's there to do around here? And the lunatic at that desk says, you guys ought to climb Camelback. 
No, you shouldn't try to climb Camelback. They are not prepared for it. They're in the flippy floppies. They've got they've got a fanny pack, and then they have no to get helicoptered no off water. the darn mountain. Do you think it's the guy there going, all right, so this year... The person who gets the most people stranded or killed on the mountain. <laughs> they've, got like a, they've got a pool going on in the back over <laughs> a there. Pool, pool. Oh, oh my lord! Right, that's who I blame. Do yeah. not tell people to go hiking in Arizona. They're not prepared for it. I can tell you already. Absolutely. Uh, Bruce A. James in for Gatos this week. Of course, it is the Gaston Chat Show. A lot of stuff still to get through. Javi Gutierrez, the uh, CEO of the Phoenix Coyotes, going to join the program. Talk about obviously the big vote uh, and what's coming. We'll talk to him straight ahead. It is the Gatos and Chat Show. Big month uh, for these guys. And uh, my man, Javier Gutierrez, president and CEO of the Arizona Coyotes, joins the program. Uh, uh, man, I tell you what, are you guys getting nervous? Because it's, uh, it's, it's beyond go time. Chad, good to talk to you. Thanks so much for having me on. And uh, listen, we're excited. We're excited because uh, people are voting in the city of Tempe. And uh, we are out there still every single day, you know, knocking on doors, uh, reaching out to folks, uh, you know, via text and on phone calls and really excited about just sharing our vision for this transformative project to turn this landfill that's owned by the city of Tempe into something transformative and into a landmark. And we're excited. We, we feel confident that as folks have learned about our project, that they have been able to cut through all of the, the noise and the confusion that's been out there and fundamentally this is going to bring jobs. It's going to bring revenue. It's going to clean up a landfill, and Tempe taxpayers don't have to pay for it for the first time in the history of Arizona, a privately funded sports and entertainment district. Javier, we, we've never met. I'm I'm Bruce. It's nice to meet you, at least on the radio. I, at this point, I think we're friends. Uh, so let me let me uh, take up some of those those question marks and some of the. Uh, this is an opportunity for you to speak to some of the naysayers who who do believe and who think that this is possibly the city of Tempe subsidizing this. Help me understand how that's not true. Well, Bruce, it's good to meet you over the phone. And yeah. uh, yes, we are friends. Friends now. Um, it's not true because fundamentally this is a landfill that's been the uh, city's uh, environmental liability for decades. And there have been no developers that have wanted to take that on. In fact, there's been an, a development option on that site for over 10 years and hasn't moved forward because this is typically uh, a city's responsibility. And what we have done, and, and we got a 7-0 approval from the Tempe City Council and you have countless former mayors and council members and and such a broad coalition supporting this because this is the right deal. What's happening is we are going to buy the land. In fact, the day that we put a shovel into the ground, we're going to be wiring a $40 million non-refundable deposit to buy the land. And then we're going to build every single building that's on that site after we pay for all the remediation, a remediation that is anticipated to cost about 210 million dollars when you think of all the public infrastructure, right? The sewage and the utility and there's overhead utility lines that we're going to have to bury. And well, and Javier, part of this is, ready. well, hard, part of it is also because it is a landfill, my guess is that brings up some unique challenges as well. 
Well, absolutely. It's an unlined landfill, uh, to be exact. And what that means is that things that are in there, they're actually, they're decomposing, they're going down into the groundwater. There is debris uh, that we've already found that's getting down into that groundwater. So the first thing you're going to have to do is take everything out. We're going to go down 30 feet and, and take it all out. And again, this is the right project because it's going to clean up this landfill. It's going to create uh, all of this brand new real estate development that's not just an arena, as we talk a lot about it. It's a best-in-class urban redevelopment project. And as far as the right deal, we're paying for it, right? We are going to, yes, issue private bonds, but those bonds are solely going to be backed by the land that we bought and the real estate that we build. And the repayment of that is really going to come from the economic activity of this project. Talking to Javier Gutierrez, President and CEO of the Arizona Coyotes. Uh, what's the sense out there? I mean, my sense is you you guys are, are I think, because, you know, I've heard the opposition. We had uh, uh, Dawn uh, Thack on a, a little while. She, you know, a couple weeks ago, she, she couldn't explain it in, in real terms that there wasn't. She wants there to be a reason for, for this thing not to work. But the reality is even the studies they've rolled out, uh, you know, are not very good. I mean, there's the sense is you guys feel like, yeah, you're still pushing, but the lead is yours uh, from here on out. Listen, we're not going to take anything for granted. We never have. And I really tip my hat to Alex Morello for putting the financial resources necessary to make sure that everybody in Tempe uh, has a vote and has a say, uh, but also is very informed. And, and you're right. You know, we had the ASU WP Carey Seidman Institute issue a report that confirmed uh, the prior report that we had uh, conducted as part of our RFP response as well as the city's own third party. And it showed, again, this is the right deal. And it, it really is creating no risk to taxpayers uh, for Tempe. We are coming out of pocket to, again, buy the land, to remediate it, and to uh, and to build everything. And, and again, it's going to be more than just an arena. You're talking about hotels and shops and dining, uh, a theater, uh, a community ice rink that is really going to bring people together um, and not just be there for, for concerts and for and for games. So for us, we feel very confident that as people have learned about the project and as they continue to learn, um, that, that they're very supportive. For us, it's now about getting people to vote. And we're asking people to come out and again, vote yes on Propositions 301, 302, and 303. And, uh, and to, you know, exercise their civic right to vote. And, and that's what we're really focused on is making sure people get out to, uh, to vote. It's a special election, mail-in lonely, and people need to, we're encouraging everybody mail in their ballots by May 9th. Uh, all the ballots have to be brought, uh, delivered by May 16th. And so for us, it's about getting out the vote and low propensity voters and folks that, that uh, really need to have their voice be heard. Here we are. Right on. Fantastic. As always, good to have you on. Uh, Javier Gutierrez, President and CEO of the Arizona Coyotes. I'm sure we'll talk to you before the vote uh, is, is done. And May 16th is the May 16th deadline. is the deadline day. Yeah. And I appreciate you coming on today, my man. Chad, Bruce, thank you so much. Really appreciate it. And again, uh, hope that people get out to vote. Yes, Propositions 301, 302, and 303. Yeah. Absolutely. Thanks so much. Right. I tell you what, you know, it's like uh, I'm normally completely against uh, anything that, you know, when the cities get involved and stuff. But I'm against taxpayer-funded arenas. Yeah, uh, but uh, <laughs> the reality is this is none of those things. Is it the greatest perfect thing of all time? Uh, as close as I think you're going to get when it comes to these kind of things. There has to be something in it for them to accept the responsibility yeah. of this land. 100%. And, and I think one of the, the solid arguments that the Coyotes have is we're talking about a landfill. 
that you, no one else is going to be able to no. do anything with. We're not you know, we're not tearing down a, a, a beloved public park. Yeah. You know, we're not getting rid of something. It is a landfill. And the opposition never has a, well, we would like to do this with it. And how is that going to get paid for? They never have any of that. And right. that's the other side of it. It is, it's going to bring tax dollars. It's going to bring so many things and it's going to bring a destination. And a lot of this, a lot of the stuff that you see goes against this comes from Phoenix because Phoenix knows, uh oh, they're gone. And now they're going to open up something that is going to be a destination. And it competes with us. Big time, big time. Yeah. He's Bruce St. James. He's in for Gators. Gators be back next week. A lot of stuff still to get into. I want to hit you with something oh boy. very interesting when we come back. Oh and boy. it's going to be right in your It's going to be right there, Bruce. So be prepared for it. Uh, we'll do that straight ahead. It is uh, the Gatos and Chad Show. It's the Gatos and Chad Show. Ah, a little first of the month. Bones, Thugs, and Harmony. Look at that. I got stories about them, too. I have a couple stories about them as well. You do, you vixen. Ah, goodness me. Hey, by the way, uh, the mugs, the nug, didn't happen. Game two is tonight. Instead, the the nug mugged the Suns. And remember to score the hottest ticket in town. Suns playoff tickets are uh, are right now. You have a chance to score some tickets. All you do is text ticket to 411-923. Register for your name this Wednesday uh, during the 7, 11, and 4 p.m. So 7 a.m., 11 a.m., 4 p.m. hours for your chance to qualify for tickets to see the Suns take on the nugs. Uh, That's tickets to 411-923. Text it now. Right. They got mugged. There was no doubt about that. Game two is tonight, if I'm correct. And then they have that weird thing where they want them only to play on Fridays and Sundays. I, there must be like TV. It's all about TV, right? man. Isn't that what it's about? It's all about the big TV That's rev. Right. So yeah. this is when I this is when the NBA drives me crazy. But that what was it 129 to like 89 or something? 123 was a whooping. That was a whooping. So we'll see what happens tonight. Uh, I want to ask you something. We were just talking about music. We, oh, you and I boy. both love music. Uh, Ed Sheeran, what do you think of the whole thing with him? So if you guys don't know, Ed Sheeran, singer, songwriter. Yeah. Uh, Rather popular. He said, uh, if I get found liable with Marvin Gaye's Let's Get with It On, right. I am quitting music. I will never pick up uh, anything ever again. I'm done. So so here's here's the issue and 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 again the the issue is a a copyright uh yes. uh the the argument is that his one song uh, his big song right contains, like shape is a shape of you contains elements of the Martin Gaye song or something so you have to go into court and he's the defendant in this M- Marvin Gaye's estate basically well no this is actually the the the, the, the co-writer the, is right but the, the one who owns the rights, if yes. you will, has to prove that he heard it and stole it. And I think what Ed Sheeran is saying, what I think he's saying is, if it is similar, it is entirely by coincidence. Yeah. But not on purpose. Having said that, there are plenty of artists out there who have lost. I think my favorite one was... Marvin Gaye is uh, really good at this. His family is really good at this. Huey Lewis in the News and Ray Parker Jr. Remember the song Ghostbusters? That's right. Uh, Huey Lewis sued him and said, that's actually a song I have called, I want a new drug. Um, and won 100% of the uh, of the proceeds of the song. Yeah. Because when you listen to them back to back, like, oh, that's the same song. Yeah, well, like when you listen to uh, Blurred Lines... 
you could hear you can absolutely hear, you can hear so, the Marvin Gaye in there. So when you hear that, and now they've got to split it 50-50 and they pay him $5 million. This is different, though. Like he, What he has said is, look, there's only so many notes. There's right. only there's so, so many, many ways things. to put them together. Yeah, and, and if it sounds like that, it wasn't intentional. I wasn't stealing your song. And I always sit there and go, there's 20 million songs a year released on Spotify. Is that what the number is? 20 million. Over 60,000 a day released. They're like four good ones. There's the issue right there. If this thing was never a hit, we would never hear about this. Nobody cares. Well, they don't sue you if the song didn't make there money. There you go. <laughs> That's yeah, exactly. If there isn't money behind it, we don't care. Yeah. No. I just, I, I wanted to hit you with that. Like, what do you think of this? Yeah, but if, there's been a lot of those. Uh, uh, my friend Coolio, God rest his soul. God rest his soul. Uh, friend, dropping names. Stole, stole the um, uh, Gangster's Paradise, his song. Oh, yeah. Uh, he, he stole it from Stevie Wonder. He didn't get permission. Stevie Wonder got 100% yeah. of all the proceeds from the song Gangster's Paradise. Well, Puff Daddy slash P. Diddy slash Sean Combs said that he, uh, well, he, he was paying Sting. Sting. Five Look grand his... a day, he says. Yeah. Is what it works out to. He owes Sting five grand a day. It's insane. Because okay. he stole the song. And again, it's permission. If you if you get permission up front, you can negotiate. Hey, we'll give you X amount. We'll give you a percentage. If you just borrow music, a sound, a hook, a lyric, and use it without permission, and the song becomes a hit, oh, they come looking for they you. They come a-looking for you. That I know. Uh, Bruce J. James in uh, for Gatos. Another bank failed. Uh, this one at First Republic, J.P. Morgan came in and snatched it up. And uh, I talked a bit about this on my national show today, uh, Name Dropper, and uh, <laughs> I got a couple bankers who said, because last week the report came out that like when Signature failed and SBV failed, that the feds knew they were falling apart. Yeah. They went and looked, and then they're like, they didn't do anything. And then they're like, we need more regulation. And my laughter about any of these things is, so you did nothing. You knew things were going wrong, and now you want us to have more regulations. And a couple people I know work for small banks, uh, and they said, look, regulation's killing us. Mm-hmm. It is destroying us. The, the goal, I think, is to overregulate to the point where there's only several banks left. Well, you might get to that point. Yeah. And you might get to that point because the, 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 the monolith, the huge banks, the ones you can rattle off off the top of your head, are going to be the only ones that can stay in compliance and can pass these uh, stress tests, yes. what, what they call them, when, the, when the, the feds come in and see, can your bank handle uh, a, a certain run on money or a certain downturn? Um, but some of these banks, not to, not to be devil's advocate on this, Chad, but some of these banks who have failed recently we're also playing a little fast and loose. They they might not have been the smartest bankers no, in the room. Well, the SBV already said, well, big problem is, is nobody was ever there. We all work from home. Well, we never paid attention. And they bet that things were always going to go up and things would never go down. Yeah, and Signature <laughs> was all based on crypto. Right. So when you base something solely on crypto, you're looking at how this is going to end. Yeah, but the, it's also a run on the bank today is a flick of a switch. Absolutely. It is a push of a button. It's it a is tweet. Not, it is not going to the bank. <laughs> and trying to take out all your money. Right, right. And that's the thing. And that's it can insane. be triggered by anything. 100%. Uh, Bruce St. James in for Gatos. He's uh, back next week, but you don't care about that. Uh, <laughs> you care about us. That's really all you really care about, and that's fine. Uh, Title 42 is going away. We're going to talk about that. Plus, we didn't get a chance to. We're going to talk about that shooting in Texas. It was so awful. Uh, so much good stuff still available for you here because uh, we're having fun. Let's get us a chat show. I'm the bad guy. Whoa. Ooh. Duh.